Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KDK Radio Storm Center open. Really haven't had much need for it so far this winter, but today, yes. And as you've heard, Kathy Berger in detail in traffic, there are a number of issues. You can go to kdkradio.com. We have a list of the closings and delays. Hey, man, did you see that picture I posted on, on the X? Yeah. Who is it in that picture at the South Pole? Scott Reschenthaler. Good morning, United Congressman. United States Congressman Guy Reschenthaler. What the hell were you doing at the Good South morning, Pole? Good morning, gentlemen. What were you Good doing morning. at the South Pole? I was, I, I was down there for appropriations. The uh, National Science Foundation wanted to show us that the American taxpayer money is being spent wisely and also why we need to be at the South Pole uh, operating three bases down there. So it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Very fortunate to be able to have the chance to go, but what an amazing experience. And, of course, being the yinzer that I am, I had to take a picture with a terrible towel <laughs> at the South Pole. I love the seal area. I love, I love that. it, man. I love that. That's, hey, that's cool. Here's, the, here's what happens, though, in politics today. Immediately, you get attacked. Um, there he goes, wasting more taxpayer dollars. How do you respond to this kind of stuff, sir? You, got, you have to have oversight. One of the things you do on appropriations is you have oversight of government spending. So if I'm not going abroad, uh, for, for example, looking at our missions, all of, remember, I'm on the state foreign operations right. subcommittee. Right. That, that's one of the things I do. If I'm not going to Antarctica making sure we're spending the money correctly or how to better spend the money overseas, then your, your viewpoint is not being represented. And, and it's up to unelected bureaucrats who have zero accountability to spend that money. So it, it's, it's ironic because you get attacked, but you are representing the people that are attacking you in, in your opinion. I, I, just, I just ignore the noise um, totally. I just do what I think is right. And if there's electoral consequences to pay for it, so be it. But I'm going to do what I think is right and what's best for Western Pennsylvania. Hey, man, jump in here on uh, the U.S. SEAL thing. Really not a surprise to us. Were, were you surprised, sir? No, I heard it was coming for a, for a while. It was just a matter of who was going to acquire U.S. Steel. Was it going to be Nippon? Was it going to be uh, Cleveland um, Cleveland Cliffs, for example? They were all bad options. I think I think this option is probably the best of all the bad options, simply because Nippon is going to afford U.S. Steel the right to keep its name. The headquarters will still be in Pittsburgh. The union contracts will still be upheld. So. Look, looking at all the bad options, this was the best. We also have to remember that this is – it's not like we're selling U.S. steel right. to Imperial Japan right. circa 1939. This is a new Japan, a democratic state, one of our – if not our number one ally in, in Asia, certainly a key ally partner in the threat against communist China. 
So at least an ally is acquiring U.S. Steel as opposed to an adversary. So, I, look, I wish U.S. Steel weren't acquired. I'd love it to continue to be a true Pittsburgh company uh, in corporation, but it was just too profitable and became such a target for acquisition that there was nothing that could stop somebody from acquiring U.S. Steel. Once again, you're right again. Why has it become I hate Japan when, in fact, they've owned a 10% of wheeling Pittsburgh Steel since 1984? Why does this hate always come to the, to the top, sir? It's just, it's just easier. It's just, look, dogs don't bark at moving or dogs don't bark at parked cars. It's much easier to attack something that's on the move. It's just, it's just human nature. And remember when Kenny, it was unfortunate when Kenny Wood got sold to a Spanish company. That that was, that was a shame. It was so profitable. It was, uh, Heinz is another great example. I look, I wish these could all be Pittsburgh owned corporations or family businesses. However, when you have a robust economy and you have businesses that are growing and corporations that are in, in exceedingly profitable, the free market is going to take place and these businesses are going to be acquired and other businesses are going to come up to, to take their place or to, to rival them, et cetera. That's just how the free market works. So, Congressman, what is your vision for us economically here in southwestern Pennsylvania? I mean, we've had this shell plan. It's a billion, billions of dollars invested and there may be some issues with you know, getting natural gas out of our own land. What what is our economic future, in your opinion? Our economic future is tied almost exclusively to oil and gas, and to to a lesser extent, coal, especially metallurgical coal that that you use for steel production. But the reason why it's so tied up in oil and gas, uh, natural gas, of course, is because not only would that provide us low-cost energy for for consumption, which will which will give more money to uh, families, for example, to purchase goods, but you also make it more attractive for advanced manufacturing. If you can have lower energy costs at a manufacturing site, then it'll it'll bring in manufacturing back into the region. That's so important. Also remember, there's companies like Tevestro, for example, uh, PPG, those coatings use, yep. it's not like you grow those in a field. You, you That's petrochemicals that you get from natural gas and petroleum. So if you have cheap and abundant energy plus cheap and abundant petrochemicals, you can have companies like PPG and Cabestro and others that are coming in to feed off that. And again, advanced manufacturing as well. But we can't get out of our way. It's, I'm glad we have the cracker plant, but industry experts think that in our region we should have five five cracker plants, but you see them going to places like West Virginia and Ohio because there's better regulatory environment in those states. Hey, man, let's get real. I saw this poll that actually scared me and made me sad in that they polled all these young people, and most of them thought that what happened in Israel on the 6th of October was genocide and horrible. However, comma, Larry, the vast majority of, of these young people and congressmen Verify this. The vast majority support Hamas. Do they not, sir? It, it's troubling. Yes. And that, and that was a Harvard poll, by, yep. for example. It wasn't yep. like it was some conservative uh, or pro-Israel polling institution. What concerns me is this new generation. It's really bad, those under age 25. It's, it's bad with those under 35, but particularly bad with this new generation that's, that's in college or just coming out of college, is they have a knee-jerk reaction to view the world as oppressed versus oppressor. When it comes to Israel, they view they view the Jews and the Israelis as the oppressors, and the Palestinians as the oppressed. Completely ignorant of, of all of history, three thousand plus years of history that w- that would contradict that. But nonetheless, 
they're trained to view everything under that lens. That's why this generation is so quick to, to push freedom of speech, freedom of expression to, to the side if it, if it advances the oppressed or the perceived oppressed over what they perceive as the oppressor. But I, you know, I feel like when it comes to this generation that's coming out of our, our colleges, I feel like I'm a guy that's looking at a house fire that's just starting and saying, hey, we got a fire. This is a problem. And people are telling me there's no fire. There's no problem. And I'm just sitting there like, no, this is going to be a big issue. This house is going to burn down. This is a radical generation. We need to get involved immediately and start to push back on the narrative that they've been taught in colleges and universities. I'm with you, man. You have your hands full in Washington, (laughs) Congressman. Uh, We appreciate your time. We invite you back again soon. And Please give our best to your dad in particular. We appreciate him uh, listening. Will do. And Merry, and Merry Christmas, guys, and Thanks. Happy New Year. Thanks, my man. United States Congressman Guy Reschenthaler on our Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Well, the countdown is on. Christmas is Monday. That's hard to believe. Monday, Monday. Is there a Santa Claus in Pittsburgh, Marty? Oh, yeah. I believe, brother. <laughs> Good morning, Marty. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Good Richard morning, Bazzi. Ariana. Good morning. My daughter has happened just happened to be here today too. So that's wonderful. Larry yeah. the voice. We call Larry the voice. What do you call me, man? Thirty five <laughs> 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 Huh? Well on, on huh? the Bubba show this morning I called you my nemesis. Wow. So wow. Yeah. Ariana. Am I his nemesis? <laughs> Depends on the day. Wow. <laughs> and Larry's thirty five plus one. Right. And yeah. that's thirty five years. Celebrating 35 years plus one day, because that was yesterday. Man, you guys, you're about to do something really cool for a couple people in this town, which it's astounding. Well, Can we, can we talk about this? Are we allowed? Sure. Go ahead. Right. It's up to you. Well, you're going to change, I think, the lives of two families, I think, this holiday season. Oh, more than two. More but than I mean, two, but two but, but through this, here. Over mm-hmm. here, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah two yeah, through yeah. here on the Get Marty plus Bazzy. I love it. Um, that was through, I believe, your Facebook page. Yes, sir. Right? And here and you know, all over and the social media. And, and all the submissions that we yeah. did. We did this part a little bit differently than the Bubba Show. Bubba Show, we did call-ins. Oh. Right? So on this side, we did, this is new for us. This is, we've never done this. So, um, yeah, uh, I believe there were finally two. The, it was overwhelming response. Yeah, yeah. And I think the two there were two people that were finally chosen, right? Yeah. And we'll be announcing that on your Facebook page. Okay. I believe. And, yeah, so uh, really the, it, the whole thing starts with, yes, Pittsburgh, there is a Santa Claus. And the origin of that was trying to recapture, and it's such a troubled world, and no matter what year it is, no matter what decade it is, the troubled world phrase still it remains true, no matter what. You can listen to Stevie Wonder someday at Christmas from 40 years ago, and you could play that song today and it would be relevant. Right. You know, someday at Christmas, men will be boys playing with guns like kids play with toys. It's, it's What's different, right? And so the only thing that's different is the calendar. So trying to recapture that and that, that memory of when I was a child and I came down the steps and saw a Christmas present, um, you know, that, that lit up my life. My daughter happened to come in today, and I asked her the question. And uh, can I ask you to repeat what you said earlier, honey? Like, yeah, what, what you, you asked me what specific, is there a specific gift I remember as a child or something? And I said, it's funny you ask because I don't remember the specific oh, wow. gift. I just remember the magic of walking downstairs and seeing nice. the presents under the tree. Nice. Right. That's really all it is. And recapturing that, that anticipation, that joy, that happiness for one moment. Right? That's what this is all about. 
and to take the, the troubled times and the troubled people and be able to give them a shred of light and happiness. And Patrick, speaking of light. Yeah, he has a couple of. Patrick? Yeah. Come on in, Patrick. Come on Patrick. In, Patrick. Patrick scares me. Yes. Yeah, he scares it, all of he us. He has a oh. lighted ah, cowboy so hat. So cute. <laughs> oh, my goodness. A Santa cowboy hat. Oh, my that, heavens. That, that How lights cute up is that? around the fringes. <laughs> oh my. It looks good on you. <laughs> Patrick. That is so you cute. You never, ever cease to amaze oh me. Oh, my so goodness. So when are you going to announce the recipients and, and what will happen to these people? Oh, my God. What, I don't what, know, what Patrick. Are we doing when here, are Patrick? we announcing? What are we doing? We're good to go? Don't do names. Don't do names. Don't do Okay. Just well, here's a guy that broke his neck in a quad accident. I mean, these riveting emails. I mean, very emotional stuff. Very emotional. Wait. Wait, I didn't see that one. Okay, Where's so can one? I read the story? Yes, please. Sure. Go All ahead. Right. In that cowboy hat. This, That's great. <laughs> the 62-year-old grandma has custody of her three grandkids who has suffered a stroke, leaving her paralyzed. Oh my God. The stroke has caused major financial issues for the family due to medical, medical prescriptions and items not being covered by insurance. Onto this week ago, her rent has been increased to $350 a month. This comes three months after her 20-year-old grandson passed away due to gastric bypass <sighs> surgery complications on the operating table. She does everything for these kids and at times will go without medication just to put food on the table or a roof over their head. With this increase in rent, she will be living off of $50 a month for all of them and just cannot afford Christmas what? this year. Wow. Imagine that. No. no. <sighs> Imagine that. Huh? How, try take our lives and try to go back and try put ourselves in. Try it, man. It's impossible. No, it is. It's, I I can't even begin to understand this or relate to this. No, but um, you were generous to a fault. In fact, there have been times when you were on the air with the turkey giveaway where you just can't stop giving away turkeys because you have this. Is it fair to say soft spot, sir? I don't know if it's a soft spot. I don't think it's any different than you would do, or Larry would do, or my daughter would do. I think anybody that is given and put in a position where you can help, it's incumbent upon you, and you've heard me say this, to help. And if you don't, then you're just not living in this world the way you're supposed to. My man, you gave away, was it two years ago, quarter million dollars worth of uh, gift cards for toys for kids. True. Right? True. That's fair. And I've never seen you say no. Does it go back to your childhood and where you grew up and what you saw? You know, Marty, you you keep, you, you ask me that. A lot. Yeah, yeah, because um, it's important. I don't know that I really have an answer to okay. it. I, I, there's no magical thing that I can relate back to. Um, I just, you know, I don't know. I, it's just trying to understand people and seeing their different plights in life. I would sit next to somebody. Uh, I worked at a casino at yeah. one point. Yeah. And, and I was young and stupid. But I would sit next to somebody who was very wealthy at the Baccarat table, and we were friends. And I would see the chips lined up on the table. And, I mean, this guy had so much money. Um, he was an NFL owner, actually. And, um, and I would say to him, can you imagine if you took that row of chips, just that one row, how much housing you could build for homeless people? Well, first of all, he looked at me like I was nuts. I have no idea what made me even think that way. But to me, that was like the first time that I really thought about what can I do to help other people. And, and that's probably the best explanation I can give you. Um, the why, just because I can right now, and I, no matter what it is, and it's not overwhelming success that makes me like this, it's just, and, and honestly, it's not, I'm not different 
I'm not different than Rob Cochran. I'm not different than Gary Bowser. These people all in this business, in our community, we have good We've car seen dealers. It. You're right. I, I right. will say that's you, you hit the nail on the head. It's extraordinary generosity uh, for you. And you're right. This The industry, for some reason, you touch people in such an important way. I mean, it's such a – when they make an investment – it's usually the second largest purchase that a family ever made. I say that all the time, Larry. And you know, it's interesting. I found out uh, just recently your dad sold cars. Forty years. Forty years. A car salesman at Barrel. Yeah. Right. And and so you're familiar with that. But I am. You're familiar with the whole industry. But you do have very good people here, and and I'm not here to bash anybody ever. No. Um. You know, they they have different things and different philosophies, but they're all generous. And also, my man, to your left. And I tell my kids this. I want them to watch, and then I want them to do. That's also important to you, right? It's 100% important to me. Yep. Um, my daughter, Ariana, who you've gotten to know, you and Larry have gotten to know pretty well. Um, I don't think it, she needs any help with my endorsement. I think you know pretty she, much what she She gets it. She gets it. I can tell. She's a delightful young lady, she and is. she's got a bright future, but she's got a big heart. She does. So thank you, guys. No, thank you. Oh, this it's has so, been great. It's so I mean, awesome. Yeah. yeah, thank Richard really Bazzi, Ariana, and yes, there is a Santa in Pittsburgh. Yes, thank you. Every Tuesday in our nine o'clock hour, we check in with Lynn Hayes Freeland. <coughs> Santa was here in the last segment, but Lynn is here now, fresh off her television appearance in the KDK Free Care Fund at Children's Hospital last Thursday. It was good to actually see you, Lynn. You know what, Larry? That was such a great night to be reunited. Uh, with you, even though I talk to you on the radio, I don't always see you. And to have all of the, uh, we were at church on Sunday, me, Harold Hayes, and Patrice King Brown, and somebody took oh. a picture and said, You guys are the original OGs from KDK. That was so and cool. That's, yeah, and that's what I feel like it was. We were all the OGs. For those who don't know, OGs is like, oh, it's a, a, a common expression for old gangsters. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> Stop trying to be hip. Come on, man. Paul Martino yeah, okay. was there. He was looking for well, the... <laughs> well, where is the stipend? <laughs> he looked like an OG. He definitely... Oh, my red God. With, with the mullet? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. But it was just fun. And there was such a synergy in that room that night. I haven't felt that in a long, long time, Larry. Yeah, the first time back inside the hospital for the show since 2019. And I got to tell you, I have not seen Patrice King-Brown in a decade. And we worked every night together for a long stretch on the news. And uh, she looks, I know that's such a cliche, but that woman looks the same. She does. And she's so sweet. She stepped right into it. She hasn't done TV in a while, and she didn't miss a beat. She didn't miss a beat. And I got to tell you, because she and I hung out the whole weekend, and Patrice probably hadn't been back to Pittsburgh for, I think, she figured somewhere between 10 and 12 years. So to be able to take her around and show her how Pittsburgh has changed for a hometown Pittsburgh girl and to see her marvel at that, it was awesome. It was awesome. We had so much fun. So real quick, just your gut reaction to U.S. Steel being sold to a Japanese company. Since you're a lifelonger and image-wise, does it mean that much really or does it? Well, I mean, here's what I'm struggling with. Uh, Someone was going to buy U.S. Steel. Someone was going to do it. Um, Would I necessarily have said, oh, let's have a Japanese company buy it? 
That wouldn't be my first thought. That wouldn't be my first instinct. But I think it's like everything else. In Pittsburgh, things didn't change for so long. We're used to things being the same. But the realities are the steel industry has changed. um, And so change is inevitable. We pretty much have two choices. We can either embrace it or get left on the side of the road. Yeah, but that business is left on the side of the road. 30 years ago. Yeah, that here. ship, Come on, in man. a way, that ship well, has long was. since sailed. Like all this angst. So, that, then, why, so then why are people so upset about it? Because of what she said. We live in the past. It's She's right. Im- you know, we're, we're, She's right. By human nature, people are slow to change. And in particular in this region, let's be honest, we may be a little slower to embrace change than some other areas. <laughs> right? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you know, I remember all of the upheaval in the steel industry and the protest and and all of those things that happened that was kind of at the precept i guess of me coming into the newsroom and so i at that point in my life i got a new understanding and respect for what the steel industry had meant to this region but it's kind of like the same thing um you either have to move with the times or you're going to be left behind Absolutely, because the one constant in life is change. And if you can't deal with change, you're going to have a lifelong series of anxiety attacks. <laughs> Absolutely. But, I mean, you know, it's a sad day, I think. Uh, U.S. Steel is very much a part of who we were, and we, we just have to learn how to. You know what they say, things come into your life for a season. They weren't always meant to be there for a lifetime. Lynn, we're not going to talk to you probably for a couple of weeks. So Yeah, so have a great holiday, yeah. guys. Again, it yeah. was wonderful to see you and being a part oh, of the yeah. Free Care Fund. And it was like old times. And, and happy happy anniversary, Larry. Or as, thank you. Yeah, or as Marty said, it was like watching Jurassic Park. No, no. Her and her cohorts coined that phrase. Well, it was wonderful. We that did. Was, that was funny. It was, old, it was wonderful, actually. All yeah, right, Lynn. Was. The only thing missing was Marty. I wasn't invited. Uh-huh. Yeah, you were. Merry oh, Christmas. Same to you. <laughs> Lynn Hayes Freeland on the Big K Morning Show. Steelers have their last home game of the season. Regular season, anyway. We'll see what happens. Rivers Casino, place to be for all your sportsbook action. Our brother station, 93.7. The fan sets up three hours before every black and gold kickoff with their game day and you can stop by, say hello, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You all right over there? I'm always good, man. You get, you, you're you busy today. All the you time. You were working on something. Yeah. That accident, man, on 279. Man. You're looking at the PennDOT camera? No, no. My, my boy who's there towing the cars. They're still towing those? Yep. 279 Adventure Street. On the ramp. Man. Oh, on the ramp. Bad. Man. Yeah, just things, I just posted it on X. Things are gradually getting a little better, but there are clearly some slick spots, so, you know, slow down. In the, in the city, firefighters just signed a new contract, which pays them a lot more than a cops, a lot more in the city of Pittsburgh. And I asked uh, the police why, because I have friends that are cops too. By the way, the fire department's insanely professional here. They're the best. But you could argue, and people have, that they don't really fight as many fires as they used to and that they have too many men and the cost is too high, blah, blah, blah. However, comma, 
They signed a new deal that before it's over, I'm told from insiders, will put them roughly, firefighters in the area of 100,000 a year, and with overtime, a lot more. Cops say, I'm just telling you, Larry, they cannot get that kind of deal. Why? Because people hate them. I believe it. They're like the bad guys in every scenario. And especially now with this uh, progressive movement. They're bad guys. I mean, and so when you're down sitting at the bargaining table and you're a firefighter, you're kind of heroic, right? I rush into the burning buildings. I save your cat. I save old ladies. When you're a cop, you're the guy jacking with someone downtown. You're the guy jacking with someone in a traffic stop. No. You're the guy or gal that would die for me today. Take a bullet today. But somehow, and by the way, I'm not picking on the firefighters. God bless them. If they got a million dollars a year, good for them. They do a hell of a job. But the numbers don't lie, as many would say. That they don't fight the major fires that they used to and that they have too many people. But those numbers aren't changing. And from what I'm told, they're being paid extremely well. Good for them. But cops get a bit, what's the word, Larry? Envious. Why wouldn't they be? Right. Seriously. Because my man, they're in the face of the... Completely objective. Yep. And you may, to your point, yeah, by all means, I'm, I'm happy for the firefighters, but I'm sure many or most of the police officers are going, okay, what about us? And here's what I love about firefighters. I'm serious about this. They're a force of one. They're tight, man. And they will vote together. Swear. They're very, very disciplined about their politics. And they coalesce some power, brother. And good for them. Well, you always talk about that, Marty. Who has leverage in any situation? Same thing in sports, in business, even at home sometimes. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And I love them. And they deserve what they get, every penny. But they get more than cops because they're better organized. There isn't as much rhetoric. There's no rhetoric, quite frankly, other than an occasional gripe that there's not enough women. Okay. And that's true. And they're working on that. Or enough minorities. And they're working on that too. But at the end of the day, they have a great reputation. And as my insiders in the police department say, they don't. Some of it brought on by themselves. Some of it progressive politics. But right now, city cops are getting paid a lot less than firefighters. There you go. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.